You're listening to The Kids Are Alright, Episode 1 of Season 2 of Musings of an Introverted Black Boy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Musings of an Introverted Black Boy is a weekly short-form podcast series dedicated to exploring themes of love, identity, politics, race, social justice, and the 21st century coming-of-age experience. New episodes will be released every Sunday, and each one will more or less focus on one of these topics. Now, I should be honest with you, there are no other co-hosts. There are no special guests lined up for the weeks to come. This is a very intimate podcast. It's just me and you. But through each week's episode, it is my hope that we together can begin to uncover and embrace the common truths that lie at the heart of our individual experiences. So, I hope you'll join in. Welcome back. It's been a minute since we were last together, and it feels so good to be back and to be sharing space with all of you once again. Since our final episode about a month ago, something pretty amazing has happened. I'll be able to share more details with you as things develop, but I can say that Timestamp Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, the book project that inspired this series, has found a publishing home. And if everything goes according to plan, it will be available wherever books are sold sometime next year. For updates on that and other information about the book and the podcast, I encourage you to like and follow my official Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, They're both listed under my full name, so they should be relatively easy to find. And if you have yet to subscribe to this series, now is the perfect time to do that as well. That way you won't miss a single episode of Season 2. So I was thinking about what I would talk about in this inaugural episode of season two throughout the break, and I was toying with a couple of ideas before I settled on this question. Who is responsible for teaching, expressing, nurturing, holding, and bearing love in our society today? I started thinking about this question after watching an interview that John David Washington, the son of Denzel and Pauletta Washington, did on the Today Show in connection to his current film, Black Klansman. At the beginning of the interview, David actually corrected the interviewer for failing to mention his mom. It was a beautiful moment. The interviewer had said something like, as the son of Denzel Washington, and David interjected and said, and Pauletta Washington. He then went on to list all of the amazing things that she has accomplished in her life and career. It was really touching to see him, particularly as a black man, push back against the erasure of a black woman, his mother's legacy and achievements. You don't see that happen nearly as much as it should. But the one thing he said about his mom that stood out to me was this. He said, my father taught me how to hunt. My mother taught me how to love. That got me thinking about how gendered our notions of love are. When it comes to who we as a society generally see as being responsible for teaching children and others how to love, for being the arbiters and holders of love, We often place this task, this endeavor, at the feet of women. From a very young age, we teach them to be loving and exhibit all the characteristics of love. We do it to some extent with young boys, but for the most part, it's girls who we teach and expect to be kind, compassionate, empathetic, tender, understanding, vulnerable, a good listener, a great cheerleader of others, and individuals who are ever mindful of the space that they take up. We don't really teach or expect boys to be all of these things, at least not nearly to the same degree. 
Instead, we teach and expect boys to be quote-unquote strong and tough and courageous and ambitious and go-getters. We teach them to hunt and chase after what they want. We do this both consciously and subconsciously. It's not always that we as a society are explicitly teaching boys to not love or be loving, but through television, our ideas of gender roles, stereotyping, down to the way that we respond to children's emotions based on their gender, we reinforce this idea that girls are the ones who are ultimately responsible for being sustainers and maintainers of love in relationships, friendships, and their general connections with other humans. There are many problems with the gendered way we think about love. But I think one of the biggest issues is that in failing to teach and expect young boys to be givers and nurturers of love to the same extent that we expect young girls to be, we are allowing them to grow up to be emotionally deficient and unintelligent human beings. By not fully teaching and requiring that boys be kind, compassionate, tender, understanding, a good listener, empathetic, vulnerable, all the things that make someone a good and competent giver, receiver, and nurturer of love, we as a society are allowing them to become people who are, to put it frankly, terrible at relationships of every kind. And it's high time that we disentangle our understandings of love and emotional intelligence from our conceptions of gender norms. It's time that we stop promoting, validating, and teaching a toxic brand of masculinity, one that enables men to be emotionally disengaged and even abusive people who don't know how to communicate with and love other humans in a healthy way. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard other guys say, women are just complicated and they don't make sense. But as someone who has far more close female than male friends, I honestly have no idea what they're talking about or what that means. Over the years, I have had many intimate, emotionally raw, honest conversations with my female friends and even other girls who I don't know as well. And there has never been a time when a girl has expressed an emotion, had a reaction, or felt a certain type of way, and that struck me as being abnormal, overcomplicated, or impossible to understand. Not one time. Of course, they have said and done things that have been irrational, illogical, and sometimes questionable, but that does not surprise or confuse, confuse me because human beings as a species are irrational, illogical, and questionable at times. These characteristics have no gender. At the end of the day, the simple reality is that many boys and men have stripped themselves and been stripped of their ability to operate as normal, emotionally receptive human beings, that when they encounter individuals who are that, it's too much for them. So they fall into the problematic mindset that women are just crazy and too hard to understand. They'll say things like women are just more emotional than men by nature, or men aren't as complicated as women, and none of that is true. There are multiple studies that have shown that in any given period of time, men and women exhibit the same range of emotions. The only difference is that women are more honest about it. They're willing and able to express it. And that's not because they're somehow wired differently. It's because society requires them to be emotionally intelligent and competent human beings, and it doesn't do the same for men. And that's a problem that needs to be solved as soon as possible. In the end, I think part of the reason why we don't teach boys to be emotionally expressive is that we have this misguided fear that somehow they'll turn out to be weak and soft, whatever that means. 
But we should first recognize that by teaching boys to suppress, hide, and ignore their emotions, we're teaching them to exude a false, faulty, and fragile brand of strength. Someone who is unable to express and process their emotions in a healthy way is not truly strong. You can't build and sustain real strength on a faulty foundation. Being emotionally unintelligent is not a sign or characteristic of strength. And besides, we teach girls and we require that girls be emotionally vulnerable and intelligent. And they grow up to be individuals who have the ability to live and even thrive in a patriarchal system that continually tries to hinder, change, and police them. So if we're worried about boys not being quote-unquote strong enough, we should stop worrying about that. Now, switching gears slightly to a highly related topic, I think in general there seems to be this fear today that we are raising two soft kids, regardless of what their gender is. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people of older generations say, kids nowadays are soft. They don't know how to deal with struggle. They always want to talk about their feelings and have their safe spaces. And all of that is making them weak. And to this point, I want to say this. Just because generations before us were raised a certain way doesn't mean that that way is healthy and the definitive right way to raise kids. People talk about raising kids the old school way, but a lot of things about that way are problematic and toxic. For example, there are a lot of young adults today who are struggling with anxiety, depression, and other mental health related issues. And there are people of older generations who believe that that's a sign of our weakness as a generation. But here's the thing. It's not that generations before us didn't deal with anxiety, depression, or emotional distress and other mental health related issues. It's just that in many cultures and communities, there was such a societal stigma surrounding mental health issues that many people suppressed their feelings and their struggles, or they at least didn't have the vocabulary or proper language to accurately name and identify their struggles due to the lack of access to mental health education. To put it simply, kids and young adults today are not any more fragile or easily broken than generations past. It's just that our society and culture is slowly but surely moving to a place where we can openly express and process our experiences and emotions in healthy and cathartic ways. I think people of previous generations were forced to suppress and ignore a lot of stuff because they weren't living in a time where they could be honest about their emotions and mental health struggles. But now that it is the norm for us to do that, we shouldn't fight that. On the contrary, we should embrace and encourage it. I titled this podcast, The Kids Are Alright, because even though there is so much work to be done before toxic masculinity is a thing of the past and everyone is able to be honest about their emotions and their mental health struggles, I see that many of my peers are eager, ready, and willing to do this work. I hear and read about young parents who are raising their boys to be emotionally receptive people, and I can tell that the stigma surrounding mental health is not necessarily as strong for my generation as it is and has been for generations before us. And this all gives me hope. Our future is unsure in many ways, but we're making progress. We're working to build a better world. So to those who are worried about us, don't. It's okay. The kids really are all right. Thank you. 
This is Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, hosted by Marcus Granderson. If you're interested in getting updates on the podcast or learning more about my upcoming book, Timestamp Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, feel free to like my official Facebook page or follow me on Instagram at Marcus Granderson. And please remember that whatever you do in life, do it with love, because love never fails. See you next time.